This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joy podcast from LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more information and tonnes of other podcasts, head to joy.org.au. Joy Drive with Dean Warren, one of our favourite segments, is the Foster Report. Richard, how are you? Oh, good afternoon, we're, guys. We're getting, you both doing? We're, getting, we're getting a bit dumb for you, but it's going to sound something like that. Uh, what's happening in the world of the current affairs on... Uh, well, let's start with the states. What's, ha- what's happening on our state level at the moment? Well, as you know, um, it was only last week we were talking about um, a daily death toll of 41 which was shocking us miserably um, mm. just seven days ago. Um, now we're talking about 41 cases overall. So isn't it amazing how things change? It was, uh, it was just over four weeks ago we had over 700 uh, cases in a day, now down to 41. So it's, um, it's now interesting to see how the leaders are shaping up, I guess. You, uh, Daniel Andrews is out there today taking, trying to take some of the heat out of um, yesterday's announcement. Disappointing for many, um, understood as necessary by many, mm-hmm. um, but not pleasing the Prime Minister one bit, um, who was out there first thing this morning, um, panning the announcement and saying Victoria just isn't moving quickly enough. Um, I think um, Mr Andrews was kind of ready for that and uh, he started preparing last night by um, shifting the message a little from not just, uh, you know, this is something we need to do to prevent it lasting any longer. Now it's very much, if you're not with us, you're against us. Mm. If you're not Ah. doing this, you're on the side of the virus. You know, so the messaging has become tougher and it is fairly and squarely directed at the Prime Minister as much as it is directed at keeping case numbers low. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to talk about the messaging there, Richard, because I heard a theory uh, last week talking about whether or not using uh, everybody feels for Dan and some everybody feels something about Dan Andrews at the moment, and the messaging is very much he's working really hard, even if you hate him, he's working hard, he's there every day, he's giving the message. But maybe that messaging in itself is the wrong message. Maybe we need different, we need to mix it up a bit. Maybe just the leader telling you what's going on all the time is not the way to go forward. It's hard to know. I think it's almost a case of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Damned um, if you do and damned Dan, if you don't. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Dan difficult place to be. Yeah. Um, look, you wouldn't want to be Dan Andrews at the moment, really, no. would you? It's, um, it's an impossible position to be in. But taking that point on board, I, I suppose if you did just stick to the facts, um, well, uh, knowing, knowing Daniel Andrews, he's not the type that will leave himself open to unnecessary no. criticism. Yes. Um, and I, I think that is exactly what it would lead to. I do like the way that it is based on science and stats rather than, you know, just um, politics and popularity, the whole roadmap. It's, it's something that he's stuck to from day one, isn't it? Mm. And, it's, it and it's not necessarily something that um, any other leader has really... Uh, well, sorry, when I say any other leader, some other state leaders have borrowed a bit from that. From that. We've seen a bit of that in Western Australia. Um, but we don't see it coming federally. Um, and indeed, I was, I was going to pick up on that because uh, the National Cabinet met last week. Um, and again, that has now shifted as well. It was interesting to listen to the Prime Minister um, just over the weekend, uh, shifting the, uh, the playing field just a little, um, or shifting the goalposts just a little. It was, it was a case now of describing... You, you might remember early on when the National Cabinet was formed, it was, it was uh, regaled as the, mm. the most efficient decision-making body that the nation had had. It was completely apolitical 
not to be interrupted by politics. Well, we always knew that was probably yeah. on borrowed time. I don't think anyone took that too seriously. But that said, um, uh, Scott Morrison did, did double down on the idea that the National Cabinet was a consensus body that decisions mm. were being um, guided by consensus. Well, not anymore. That's it's it's only consensus for as long as it's there, and now it's not. So um, it, it's easy, though, to deal with if you just want to change the rules a little. You no longer need a consensus to pass a decision, so that could, should make life a whole lot easier for them. Yeah. It, it's interesting to see also, just um, aside, I see the PM uh, and the Liberal government are starting to champion the gas-led recovery from COVID-19 at the moment. And also uh, they're saying, I think a draft uh, report was leaked, they're also saying that um, carbon storage could be an option as well, which for me means is code for coal. Ah, uh, right. It's interesting that, um, you know, they say that politics is the art of the possible and I, I think to a large extent it is um, and, it, and it's this old argument that you know you might want to you might want to try getting a bit of what you get, of what you want if not all of what you want rather than end up with none of what you want mm-hmm. and this is I guess this is what's moving the national cabinet a little to um, uh, to negotiate some of their uh, decisions without everybody being as, as Scott Morrison puts it on the same bus and um, and this is leading now um, to uh, to them or individuals in the in the uh, in the parliamentary cabinet, not just the national cabinet, to consider all manner of different things you might want to introduce. It's a, I liken it to things like you'd remember the. Um the uh, difficulty getting the uh, carbon tax through many years ago yes. for what was then a Labor government and the negotiation that had to happen there. And with any significant piece of policy, this is what happens. You, you rarely get everything you want through. But there were things like agriculture that was cut out of that, which actually bears you know, no logical sense whatsoever. If you're going to have a carbon tax, agriculture is a key part of it. Mm. So notwithstanding the indignity that might have been experienced measuring a cow's methane production, the only other, the only other um, sensible uh, sort of explanation for not having it in is politics, is getting that agreement through, and or indeed not getting any of it at all. I think we're going to see a lot more of that as time wears on and states need to negotiate with, the, or rather the Commonwealth need to negotiate with the states over what happens here with, uh, you know, the, re, uh, the reorganisation of um, border controls and so on. So when are we heading back to the chambers to do some sitting time? I think the state's finished and they're not sitting again for a while, but the feds are going to head back, no? Oh, you might be relieved, not until the 6th of October, Dee. So oh. you've got, got a little bit of peace and quiet for the next month or so. They're going to go in before I get out, I reckon. <laughs> well, or so you might think. It's um, it's going to be budget time, though, on the 6th of October, and what a budget that is likely to be. Um, it'll It's going to contain numbers like we have never seen before. I think most people are expecting the worst, and rightly they should. I mean, this is going to be um, a very difficult, difficult uh, budgetary uh, period for the government. When we talk about a budgetary period, it's what they call the forward estimates, and uh, that's essentially the next three to four years. Uh, it's not going to be easy. I'm more worried about what's going to happen. The journos can't do their budget lockdown which is which is kind of the most fun thing to you know hear about is all, all the journalists get into one room and are locked down with the papers for what do they get 24 hours yeah it's um, and they stay yeah I, it's never been a room i'd want to be in you know no. speaking you know, of oh. cow methane production i don't think it would know, be great right? i like i like i like how um the 
conversation around the, uh, you know, the state of the economy is being framed as though it's all due to COVID-19, and the majority of it is, but let's not forget that it was sort of coughing oh, and spluttering along yeah. before yeah. COVID-19 came it's along. It's a good point to make, Warren, um, a powerful point, because in the quarter just before uh, we did hit um, a, if you like, a COVID-19 economy, so we're talking the quarter leading up to March this year, mm. we had growth of only 0.3%. Now, mm. that's dangerously close to a zero isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. 0.3. You know, there's a wafer between 0.3 and zero. I mean, we were heading, or many would argue, we would have been heading towards recession anyway. Um, This has certainly hastened it, though, and there's no denying that the recession that we'll be experiencing now is going to be a lot deeper and a lot longer lived than what it would have been. Uh, We're we're talking about a 7% dive in the the economy to the June quarter. Like, even in 1991, uh, in our last recession, the the worst quarterly uh, decline we saw was 1.3%. Many of us will remember just how devastating the 1991 recession was. We're not talking about 1.3%. We're talking about 7%. Yeah. Yeah, It's enormous. I think it's fair to say that the economy was in the toilet, but now somebody's just spewed on it. No, it's been flushed. (laughs) (laughs) The flushing ain't over, either. That's right. It's like the flush cycle that doesn't end. Oh, Next Monday, let's do it all again. Yes. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll try and find something happier to talk about. I'll set you that challenge, sir. I want to see the PM behind a a cow's ass with a bag collecting all its methane and measuring it for their climate policy. We're only laughing. Very strange fantasies, Warren. We're only laughing because we're in here measuring uh, Labradoodle's methane as as you report to us. Along with D's. Yeah, that's not true. (laughs) Thanks, Richard Foster. I'll leave you with it. (laughs) Thank you, Richard. See you next week. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more podcasts or to support Joy by becoming a member, donating or subscribing, head to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.